Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, one of the senior pastors of A Day of Prayer. I'm so glad you're here with me today because I want to discuss listening to your spouse with the Holy Spirit's ears. I, this is a follow-on to um, one of the podcasts that I did about um, communicating in marriage and with your spouse. And one of the things that were fundamental um, to our communication was seeing that our spouse is really and truly our brother or sister in Christ and not our personal belonging. But in addition to that, listening to your spouse when they speak with you and when they communicate with the Holy Spirit's ears will also provide so much more insight about what your spouse is saying and what they're trying to convey, but also help you to understand their heart. A lot of times in in marriage, but also in just relationships, we can misunderstand one another for a variety of reasons. But the the biggest reason is just because we're listening from our perspective or we're listening for, for what we think we think our spouse is saying or what we think their motives and intentions are. But truly, no one knows the inward being, the innermost thoughts of any human better than the Holy Spirit. So that's why this is so important. So we're going to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So most of the time when we read that scripture, we're thinking, uh, this is my personal prayer time. Holy Spirit's going to help me get my prayers answered. And really, that's the extent to which we apply that word of the Lord. But I'll tell you, there's no no more important dynamic on the earth than that of husband and wife, uh, the ones that the Lord has brought together. But the spousal relationship has a, a high reflection of Christ in the church. Right. And it's the beginning points of the family. And God is interested in our families being well taken care of. He's interested in our success. So it's natural that he would want us to apply his word everywhere. And sometimes it seems as though many believers take the perspective of, you know, well enough is good enough. I'll leave it alone until there's a problem. And before they know it, they're dug into a pit and don't know how to get out of it because they can only see things one way. So I just wanted to encourage you to begin to tap into the Holy Spirit and the fullness of who he is. If the marriage covenant is important to him, he's the one who ordained it between one man and one woman, right? And he's ordained the family to be started from there. Why would he leave us to ourselves to try to figure it out? It just doesn't make any sense, right? I I agree. But as I began to spend time with the Lord in my own life, and just as he taught me and conditioned me how to be a good wife to my husband, um, these are some of the things that he taught me because what I grew up knowing and thinking and seeing um, was quite different than what the Lord was saying. And we cannot hope to have a God marriage from mankind's perspective because Sin is flawed, right? That's what sin is. It's separation from God. It's disobedience to the Lord. It's denying the Holy Spirit. It's denying Jesus Christ. And it will never lead us to um, a right way of thinking or righteousness in our own life. And it certainly can't produce anything good because
because sin, when it reaches its fullness, brings forth death. That's what the scripture tells us. But if we stopped for a moment, and especially when we're communicating with their spouse or we're meditating on something that the spouse has said to us, and we go, Lord, what do you say about that? Is this really what she was saying to me? Um, You know, if you're the husband listening to your wife, or is this really what my husband meant? You would often find that the Holy Spirit would be like, no, that's totally wrong. (laughs) Let me tell you. And, you know, even in my relationship with my husband, who I know loves me dearly because God told me so, not, you know, not solely based on how my husband treats me or anything like that. It's God's witness who lets me know that. Um, my, My, the Lord taught me that, Um, I would often misunderstand my husband without his intervention and I would bring things to him. And and that's actually how he, he brought me up to be a wife to my husband is he said, don't go to him. If you have problems, you come talk to me about it. And many times it started with self-examination on how I was perceiving things. And the Lord would straighten that out. And then he would also translate for me because I'm, you know, I'm in my mind and my husband's in his mind. And I don't always know what he's saying. And sometimes, um, especially when there's been hurt in the past or there is fear, it's easy to automatically jump to the wrong conclusion. It's easy to assume the worst when the love of God tells us to assume the best or believe the best about um, anybody, but especially our spouses. So he would translate to me what my husband was saying, because I said, mm, I counted, I said, Lord, that sound like, <laughs> it looks like it smells like it sounds like. And the Lord would tell me many times, more times than not, you're wrong about this. And how could God tell me such a thing when all the signs pointed to my conclusion, when it seemed like all the signs pointed to my conclusion, I guess my conclusion, that's a better way of stating that. It's because God knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And we just, we just read in Romans eight, that the spirit of God searches the heart and he makes intercession for us. So not only will he talk to God on our behalf, but he'll talk to us, right? He'll talk to the spouses on behalf of the other spouse. I learn more about my husband from listening to what the Holy Spirit says than what comes out of my husband's mouth. Just because there are times where he can't articulate to me what's inside of him or what he means. And if I just took it based on what it seemed like or what it sounded like, I would often be offended. You know, especially, I mean, just the male-female communication sometimes, like, what are you talking about? Or you weren't passionate enough or you used the wrong word. And we would spend our time in constant, constant offense with one another and distress when it need not be that way. So just taking a moment and and saying, Holy Spirit, what do you say? You know, if you're a husband talking to your wife, don't assume that you know what she wants. Don't assume that you, you think you already know what she means and then cut her off and not let her talk. Let her speak. And then as she's speaking, go, Holy Spirit, please help me understand what my wife is saying. Even if it seems like she's talking in circles. I mean, sometimes I have a hard time articulating things, um, appropriately to my husband. And I know it doesn't seem like I would have trouble with words, but sometimes when it comes to talking about myself, I do. But 
I know that he has learned because we have the same God, we have the same Holy Spirit to listen with Holy Spirit's ears. And even I ask Holy Spirit to help me articulate myself. Um, Sometimes it's better that I'm quiet, but (laughs) on those occasions when I can talk, when I can share something, um, asking the Holy Spirit to even help me do that also leads to us, my husband and having my husband and I having a better communication with each other and better understanding. But Holy Spirit is interpreting me to my husband and he's doing the same for my husband to me because again, our relationship is important to him. And so is your relationship with your spouse. And you'll find the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to come in and bombard you and say, let me tell you what she's saying. Let me tell you what he's saying, woman, be quiet. He's not going to do that. He's going to wait for the invitation and he's going to knock. And I'll tell you, today is the day he's knocking. So as you're communicating, and this isn't just for spouses, this is in any kind of relationship. I always ask the Holy Spirit to tell me what he's saying or tell me what the truth is or show me what's actually happening and going on. And he will do just that. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 also convey an important truth here. It says, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So as we minister to our spouses through our relationship and communication, offering that grace to realize that they may have been someone before. And today, if they're in Christ, they're a new creation. And even if they're not yet saved, that's still your potential brother or sister in Christ coming in the future. So treating them with the same kind of love, the same kind of grace, the same kind of compassion that Christ treats us is absolutely important, but also understanding that just relating to them on a natural sense or a natural term isn't good enough because they're a spirit, just like God is a spirit. And no one knows the spirit better than the spirit himself. No one knows the spirit better than the Lord. And even in our relationship of how we perceive Jesus Christ, realizing that we're not looking for his or only identifying with him when he put on natural flesh, but also as he is today, who he is a spirit. God is a spirit, right? And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it, it leads us to the conclusion that it, it requires that we go deeper. It requires that we look beyond the natural shell that's standing before us or sitting beside us or laying next to us at night. Look beyond that to see what Christ sees. And then Christ will reveal to you the truth of not only what the person, your spouse is saying to you, but actually who Christ sees them as being. So that helps in your communication as well. It helps you to um, fulfill the, the role and the relationship of reconciliation that we have or the ministry of reconciliation. It helps you to walk in love with your spouse when before you couldn't because you were relying on your natural flesh. It actually just absolutely changes the game. If you will, it changes the dynamic. When you stop looking at what you think you're entitled to, you stop looking at what you think, you know, you stop looking at what it sounds like to you through your hurt and flawed ears. And please pardon me for being so direct. (laughs) If we stop doing that and we instead say, Jesus, 
You see all things. You know who you made that woman to be. You know who you made that man to be. Tell me what you see and tell me what they're saying. Help me to hear their heart, God, not just the words coming out of their mouth so that I can truly walk with them and walk in love with them and honor you and fulfill your call and commandment on my life concerning my husband or my, or my wife. And you will see that you change. You may not change your spouse with this because <laughs> it's not for them. It's for you to change. And then your dynamic, you will make what's up to you. Your part of it will become better. And you'll find that you'll discover things about your spouse that you never knew. So I hope this word blessed you today. And before I go, I just want to pray for you and encourage you a little bit. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, the almighty name of the most high God, the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the hearers would have tender hearts, not only towards you, God, to hear what you have to say, Holy Spirit, but also tender hearts towards their spouses, that they would have ears to perceive and to understand what you are speaking and conveying to their hearts right now, Lord. Father, also give them a heart that will forgive if there's been any wrong against them, any perceived injury, Lord God, or um, iniquity or sin or violation. Let them forgive right now, Lord. There's nothing that's too hard for you and there's nothing that's excluded from forgiveness. Give them that heart that readily forgives, that pours out and forth your love, Jesus Christ. Reshed your love abroad in their hearts, anew and afresh for them today, Lord. Give them hearts that will receive the engrafted word that's able to save their souls and to change their very lives, Lord Jesus, and make all of your grace abound towards them so that they're able to carry this out, not in their own strength, but according to your good pleasure and the help and aid and strength that you provide, Holy Spirit, and let them do it with such grace, such ease, Lord God, and such diligence that it makes their world new. We thank you for that, Lord, and we receive all of those things in your almighty name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, I hope this word blessed you today. And I just want to encourage you, if you are looking for a way to fellowship with others around the word of God, but maybe you just don't know how, use a a Day of Prayers podcast and Live in the Messiah's Love specifically to host a listening party. And that's just where you... Pick an episode, the, that week's episode of Live in the Messiah's Love. Invite some of your friends over and, you know, have everybody bring an hors d'oeuvre or something of that nature that you can snack on. Play the most recent episode of Live in the Messiah's Love and take notes. Then when the episode is over, gather together and discuss what you got out of the word. It's a great way to fill your weekend. It's a great way to have events and, um, like I said, fellowship and connection with the people around you. That's a healthy, <laughs> life-giving um, use of your time versus something that will not um, lead to life in you. So if you have questions, please don't hesitate to send us an email at ministry at a day of and always reach out with your comments. I love to hear them. Until next week, remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.